Welcome to Conversations. In this series, we talk with Heath Mulliken from the Heath Mulliken Project podcast about goal setting. Heath was incredibly vulnerable in this series as we broke down his goals, what worked, and what didn't. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Heath Mulliken Project, where we want to help you discover your purpose, your passion, and your possibilities. This goal setting series is brought to you by the pros at Second Chair Solutions. Whether it's coaching services, consulting, or outsourcing, Second Chair provides solutions to problems big or small. Visit us at www.secondchair.solutions. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Heath Mulligan Project. I am Heath Mulligan. Pleased to be joined by my good friend, Tim, Tim Kirkpatrick. We are in a series where we're going through the book, The Best Year Ever. This is episode three of that series uh, where we're going to talk about designing your future, setting goals. Highly recommend you need to go and listen to those first two episodes. You also need to click on those links in the show notes to pick up the book, Your Best Year Ever by Michael High, and also check out the Full Focus Planner. Tim is, uh, I would say you're a pro user of that. I mean, you've been using that for since it came out, really. Um, and I think we're I was, gonna I was the beta user. I was one of those beta users when they first started bringing them out. So I think we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So Tim, why don't you start us off here? Yeah. So design your future. We talked about that. This is what most people want to jump into when uh, when they're starting their goals. Again, we highly recommend you go listen to episode one and two because you really need to knock those things out before you can uh, really set yourself up for success for designing your future. Um, again, how this book works, it's a five-step process broken up. Into, so this book is broken into five parts. Those parts each have three chapters each. And so step three, design your future. The three chapters here are great goals, check seven boxes. And that's getting into, you've heard of SMART goals. He talks about smarter goals there. And then we're going to talk about other things uh, around that. Uh, so great goals, check seven boxes. Also, achievements and habits work together. Sometimes people set achievement goals. Sometimes people set habit goals. We're going to talk about that briefly. And then seriously, risk is your is your friend. Risk is your friend. A lot of people want to avoid risk when they go to setting goals, but risk is your friend. Heath, why don't you speak a little a uh, little bit to how these smarter goals have helped your life and, and shaped how you do things. So first let's just go through. Uh, so it's an acronym. Um, and like Tim said, you've probably heard of smart goals. And this really was the first book where I read where he, he added a couple of elements to the smart goals. And so just going through a smarter goal is specific. It's measurable. It's actionable. It's risky. It's time keyed. Uh, it's exciting and it's relevant. And those are the two um, I think that he added is to really, you got to set goals that are exciting to you, that, that aren't boring you. But also like for somebody like me, um, it, it's got to be relevant to me. I am not a long distance runner. So setting a goal of finishing the New York Marathon would not be relevant uh, to me. Right. So that wouldn't be a, a good goal. It would be risky. It would be risky. It would be very risky. And it would be time keyed because I would, it would take me several days to finish uh, the New York City Marathon. So let me read in, in the book. Um, let me read to you one of um, Michael Hyatt's 
um, uh, goals here. Um, he says, um, read 50 business books by December 31st. So it's actionable, it's measurable, it's specific. He's reading a certain type of book and it's time uh, keyed. So that's a pretty easy thing. Read 50 business books by December 31st or lower my golf handicap from 22 to 18 by September 30th. I would do that, but I, I tore my meniscus. And so I haven't been able to play golf in a while. Uh, so for me, I set a lot of goals this year. One of my goals uh, that I set a year ago was to weigh 180 pounds um, by Christmas. I set aside money because my my reward was um, I was going to buy a 70-inch TV. So I said not uh, set aside enough money to buy a 70-inch TV. And I was doing everything right, you know, lose, you know, lose about, you know, pound and a half, two pounds per week. I was exercising. I worked with four trainers um, at Southern Wesleyan University, four students who were taking me through workouts. I was doing everything right. I didn't meet that goal. Um, I actually had to use that money to put brakes on my car, but that's life. I'm grateful that I had that money set aside. So I'm not getting a TV for Christmas. Um so what I'm really focused on this year is you got to have you got to have those smarter goals. But again, just like we said with the limiting beliefs, you got to go a little bit deeper. And so for me, it's about those daily habits. And, and Tim mentioned, you know, achievements and habits work together. Let me also recommend uh, a book to you. If you're listening to this, Atomic Habits, I read that at the beginning of the year uh, by James Clear, I believe. Uh, incredible, incredible book um, where he talks about the science of habits and really where, you know, where Michael Hyatt, you know, spends a chapter, a really good chapter talking about habits. James Clear has this whole book on that. Um, so for me, what I what, what can, can I pause real quick? Yeah, can I pause real quick. Yeah. I didn't like Atomic Habits. Oh, you did? Can I just say that? Yeah, I didn't like it. That. You can say that. Yeah, totally fine. I, 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 I loved the power of habit, which he references a bunch in there. But now, when who I realized that? that guy was that was, Charles Duhigg? The, yeah, that's one yeah, I'm reading. Yeah. 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 I, you will love that. When I, when I heard James Clear, this is a little rant. When I heard James Clear reference that book, because I just read it, and I just read the four hour work week, and I'd read three books on habits, and then James Clear book, I realized what James Clear did at the age of 23 was read the same three books on habit that I did, and then write a book on habits, which is what Tim Ferriss says you should do. Anyway, he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But that was my that was my so maybe little... my so maybe my experience is different because I haven't read. I mean, I've got Power of Habit on my bookshelf, but I haven't haven't read it yet. So it was um, so good. It was so good. I really liked it. But also, anyway, go keep going. I also have Four Hour Work Week. That's in the topper to read for next year. So for me, it's it's about um, breaking it down into those daily. Habits. I'm not, it, it doesn't matter how smart or smarter my goals are. All of those goals are going to be built on some sort of daily habit. And so I was Good. just mentioning to you, um, 
we mentioned, I think on the last episode, um, the whole exercise and diet thing. Right. And so one of the things that was happening, this light bulb that went off in the last couple of weeks is how much time I had in the morning. Um, I get up at five 15. Um, we typically leave the house at eight. I almost have three hours in the morning. I have plenty of time to do everything I need or want to do them. I got time to work out. I've got time to read. Um, and so this morning it was, it was, you know, last night I wrote down, this is what I would like my morning to look like, you know? And, and so today was the first day of doing that. And again, it's those habits of, I didn't hit snooze. Um, I had my gym clothes laid out. Um, I, 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 I went in Google keep on my phone and I said, um, I'm going to pee. I'm going to weigh myself. I'm going to drink 20 ounces of water. And I, and I've got to be at the gym by five 30. And so I'm very blessed. I live a mile from the Y I live a mile from the gym and I got to the gym at like five 35 and I was a little disappointed, but so for me, it's just, okay. But those were like, it was like a challenge to me. And so it yeah, was exciting. Yeah. It was risky. It was like, I made a game out of it. And I think, I think Tim Ferriss talked about, or no, was it Tim? It was something I just read, and they were talking about gaming everything. That all your, what now? Gamify. Yeah. So gamify. Um, so I'm so I'm I'm right now, I'm I'm kind of still finishing the past. I'm still finishing step two for 2021. So I'm in this process and and knowing that I failed my smarter goals for 2021 is going to help me set even smarter goals for 2022. And something you and I talked about, I believe it's something Michael Hyatt talks about. It's it's something that's popping up in books. I'm reading about goals is don't tell anybody your goals. Um, and the science behind that is when I tell you, hey, my goal is, my goal is to uh, lose 60 pounds, my brain doesn't know the difference. My brain's like, Hey, we just lost 60 pounds. That's awesome. And you, you have the feeling of accomplishment when you haven't accomplished it yet. So I'll be setting, dopamine hit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be setting. Um, and again, in this book, we should have probably mentioned this earlier. Uh, Michael Hyatt talks about a life score and he talks about different areas of your life. And so I'm in the process of going through those and setting goals for each of these areas of my life. But th this is, I start this process, I mean, the last two years in November, like to me, this is the most exciting part of my year when I get to, and I, and I should be really depressed that I didn't meet any of my goals. I didn't write, I was supposed to write a book this year. I didn't do that. No, let me stop you. Heath. Yeah. Did you not meet any of your goals? No. Well, there's, there's not one goal you met. I met a girl, but I didn't meet a goal. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I, I mean, I had. So, so, so this Heath Mulligan project about goal setting, this is really inviting people into your world on yeah. like, Hey, you're on the journey of it. You haven't made it. You haven't, you know, all this stuff, you know, I mean, when you and I were talking the other week, about this. I, and I was looking back, I was all 
beating myself up over two goals that I didn't accomplish. Um, and I've, and I've focused only on those two goals, you know, as we're talking, you would ask me the question, what, what other goals did you accomplish? Yeah. And I said, well, well, you know, I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this, but I was really focused on those other two goals. And, um, and, you know, I think that's even important in the after action review of like celebrating the wins. And one of the things I like about a book called measure what matters to yeah. business book, talk about the uh, guys at Intel and Google and, one campaign, all these things, instead of smart goals or smart goals, they use objectives and key results. Now, your objective can be basically saying, what three, four, five, six, ten things need to happen in order for me to meet my objective? What key results do I need to have to have in order for me to meet my objective? So if we're talking about, you know, losing weight and, you know, we'll say 50 pounds in a year, like a key result would be to lose one pound a week on, on weigh in day on Sunday or whatever. And then you, you start to describe what those different things look like. But what I like that they talk about is if you are hitting a hundred percent of your goals, your goals aren't big enough. Right. Right. You need to be in the 70, 80% of pushing yourself to those things and, um, and so I, I, I appreciate, uh, you know, you, your goals are lofty enough that you don't just wake up and achieve them. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and they're big enough that you have to work at them and you have to be purposeful about them. And I like that. First of all, you let us into your world on that. Um, I don't know how much of your world you're going to let us into on in the future on letting us know those goals. Maybe you'll write them down and put them in an envelope and open them up and, you know, maybe it'll be like a time capsule uh, thing and we'll all be surprised and, and join in with you. But um, I think, I think it's huge as you're, as other people are designing their future, as you're designing your future, one, don't get yourself beat up too much about what happened in the past. Do the after action review that we talked about in the previous episode figure out, okay, what went right? What went wrong? What do I need to change? What do I need to tweak? And then make that goal big enough in the future that it is a little bit scary. It is a little bit risky, but again, if it's relevant, it's achievable. Right. And I, you know, part of my thing, as I was thinking through the goals I didn't meet, I wasn't depressed because I have made so much progress this year. I I am such a better person. I've grown so much in my faith. I have grown as a leader, grown as a learner. I've grown in just about every, every area of my life. My mindset has changed. And so you might look at the paper and like, well, he didn't do any of those things. I'm like, I'm a lot further down the road than I was a year ago. And so I, I'm entering 2022 not depressed or not disappointed. I'm excited because I know, um, you know, I'm, I know I'm going to set better goals. I know I'm going to build a better habit. So one of the things, and, and not to rehash, you know, episode two again. So one of the things for me, my goal was to lose 60 pounds, but I was my goal was to lose two pounds a week. And what happened was when there was a week that I didn't lose two pounds, it kind of said, well, I have to lose four. What now? 
Now yeah. you have to lose four. Yeah, now I got to lose four, or I got, and it threw me off. And Instead so of just two, if you had just different. focused on the two. And now it's like, okay, maybe, really, science says one point five pounds is 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 safe. So for me, moving forward, I'm like, let's just Heath. Why do you have to be Clark Griswold? Just lose a pound. Just lose a pound a week. Or again, the habit is: Did I eat healthy? And did I exercise? Did I get at least seven hours sleep a day? Those three things. And my goal, my smarter goal, is to do a thirty-year streak of those three things: a good night's sleep, uh, eat healthy, and exercise. And if I do that, the goal is not a certain weight. The goal is to be healthy. The goal is to be able to take a moon moonlight stroll on the beach with somebody without having to stop and catch your breath. Um, that's the that's the goal. And um, I, that sounds like a smarter goal to me. Just being able to enjoy your life, you know, with someone special. Well, you know, I think that that really leads us into episode four about. Um, your why, why are you doing things? And so our action plan as we're closing out this episode is you've been waiting for this. It is time to set those goals. You need to decide on, on the right mix of what is an achievement, what is the habit, and then set goals that are in the discomfort zone. And I'll just throw in here as we close, it's okay to, to do the what about Bob approach. Right. That's an old, old Bill Murray movie where you'll hear baby steps, baby steps to the elevator. This guy was paralyzed with fear, baby steps to the elevator, baby steps to the bus, baby steps to, to all these things. When I first started with the full focus planner, I was rocking and rolling for about two or three weeks. And then I just stopped. And then the full focus planner in Donald Miller's planner in another great book called Organize Tomorrow Today they all basically say, find the three big things that you have to do tomorrow. That's a win. We'll talk about a little bit more in step four with how Donald Miller uses it. But I literally said, I have to look at my planner today. Like it, my day is not a win if I don't look at my planner. So I set my planner out where I set every morning and drink my coffee. And all I had to do was look at it. I didn't have to write at it. I didn't have to do anything like that. It was just a baby step. It was l- l- like physically looking down at the planner. That's where I was at that moment in my life. And um, that, and I, and I said, I have to do that for five straight days. And that was a habit of just kicking in that habit. And uh, Heath, I told you, I still today get a notification <laughs> from my, uh, my app, my task uh, uh, app that says, did you look at your full focus planner today? 95 95- percent of the days I have, but every now and then I'm like, Oh man, you know, I didn't because I got so busy doing all these other things. And one or two days of that is just like what you're talking about with the losing weight. You just kind of get caught up behind on it. So those are, those are things you want to do. You want to, again, set those goals in the discomfort zone in the, I don't know if I can achieve this, but I think that I might. And you want to aim for that 80 to hundred percent range of trying to get that done. Um, because if you can get that done waking up tomorrow and it's absolutely 100% easy for you, your goals are not hard enough. They're not risky enough and they're not going to be 
fulfilling enough. Heath, I'll leave you with a final word as we close out. Yeah, we would love to. Uh, I know we just said the science says don't tell everybody your goals, but hey, we would love to hear from you uh, in the Facebook group, Heath Mullican Project. Just let us know that you're working on your goals. Let us know that you're making progress. I mean, that is the whole goal of this series of podcasts is we want to tell you we're not perfect. We've made mistakes. We're still learning. We're still growing. And uh, you can too. And that's that's what it's all about. Because, listen, the, the podcast may be called The Heath Mulligan Project. It's not a podcast. That's my life. My life is a project that needs lots of work. Uh, it needs lots of time. And uh, so does your life. So does everybody's life. So for Tim Kirkpatrick, I am Heath Mulligan. We're so grateful that you joined us. And uh, stick around. We got more episodes coming up. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Heath Mulliken Project, where we want to help you discover your purpose, your passion, and your possibilities. This goal-setting series is brought to you by the pros at Second Chair Solutions. Whether it's coaching services, consulting, or outsourcing, Second Chair provides solutions to problems big or small. Visit us at www.secondchair.solutions. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Conversations Podcast. We would love to hear from you, topics that you want us to cover, or maybe even come on the podcast and talk with us about. Thanks and have a great day.